Saints podcast. Uh, my name is Richard Bonifant and I'm here with Sarah West. This week we're going to follow on from the discussion we started last week. We mm. started talking a little bit about liturgy, uh, but this week we're going to be uh, a little bit more focused on uh, a particular service that I am going to I'm going to put it out there. I'm, I reckon it's the most loved service loved. of the New Zealand prayer book. It is. Um, okay, so the prayer book overseas, our prayer book, the New Zealand prayer book, is um, pretty hipster, I've learned recently. And I would say night prayer is the most hipster in the hipster prayer book, which probably puts this as the most hipster liturgy that we've got, really. Yeah, and kind of my reason for saying that is um, a few years ago, I was really lucky uh, to go on pilgrimage to Israel uh, and to visit the holy sites and to stay at uh, our Anglican College in Jerusalem, St. George's College, which so is cool. right on the old city. It's, it's amazing. If you ever have the opportunity, I, you know, hopefully the world will open again and we'll be able to go there. Um, <laughs> yes. So that, that's something worth praying for. Mm. Uh, but the college is amazing and uh, it was really cool. But I got the, the nice thing when I was there is that I was part of a really international group of people who came from different churches all over the world. And I can remember one of the first things was that uh, a, a couple from America uh, from Oregon, and they came and they said, oh, we hear you're from New Zealand. And I was like, yes, I am. How, how are you doing? Uh, and they're like, oh, oh, your prayer book. And I was like, <laughs> really? And I said, really, what do you like? And they said, and they went, compline, night prayer. Oh, night prayer, that it's night prayer. just, yeah, mm. what a gem. And I was like, oh, okay. And I said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is kind of universally loved. Um, so there you go. That's um, the same. I heard from Michael Battle, who came over from... New York, I believe. Uh, sorry if I get that wrong, Michael, and he ever hears this. Um, an incredible priest from over there, and he told me this a similar story. He said, guess what? Did you know that where I am, if you have a New Zealand prayer book on your um, bookshelf, you are the hipster priest. And <laughs> I didn't believe it. Honestly, I was like, what? You know, because it's so... I guess amongst young people, maybe mm. less so, I'm not sure, but it's, you know, it's that dusty old red book with the ribbons, you know. But yeah, well, it's not, it's not it's exactly a young person itself anymore. Like, you know, yeah. uh, if you consider that it was born in 1989. The same like, year I was born. There you go. It's right. very young. It's very young. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Appreciate that. Um, yes, so night prayer. But before we talk about night prayer, I wonder, Richard, if actually it would be useful for us to introduce ourselves a little bit more in depth. In keeping up the tradition <laughs> of Sarah's going to always <laughs> throw Richard under the bus at some point in the podcast. Oh, so, sorry, Richard. Uh, yeah, my name's Richard. I am an Anglican priest. I've been in the Diocese of Auckland for close to 15 years now. And before that, I was in ministry in the Wellington Diocese. Um, I've been a parish priest. I've been a school chaplain. I've worked in city mission. Uh, and these days, I'm actually a student. Um, yes. So I am now studying Anglicanism uh, in, a, in an in-depth kind of way, but uh, that project's ongoing, so I'll have to tell you more about it uh, down the track. So that's a little bit about me. Sarah, would you like to say a bit more <laughs> about yourself? Sure. Uh, yes, my name is Sarah. I am also an Anglican priest. Um, I was, as we all know now, born in 1989, so um, little, just a little bit younger than Richard. Not, not by much, though. Yes, I have grown up, I guess you could say, in the Anglican Church, uh, dabbled a bit in some other spaces. I actually started a Bachelor of Theology when I was 18, 
Oh, wow. After going on an OE. Um, that is a whole other story. So I'm sure we can get to that another time. But basically, to put it short, I felt the call of God on my life to ministry when I was 18 years old in Bangkok, Thailand. Oh, wow. So there we go. Uh, and we'll so definitely have to come back to that story in a future podcast. Indeed. Uh, and then, so while I was still on my OE, I decided, right, that's it. Got to go study theology. So came home, enrolled in a BTheol at University of Auckland, which I believe now is a very vintage theology degree to have because University of Auckland does no longer offer Bachelor of Theology. That is correct. Oh, that is I correct. Yeah. yeah. So did that. Uh, took me, I think, four years or so. Uh, and then I started to, I was youth minister and did that full time for three years. I believe. Had my first son. Oh, I got married in there too, somewhere. Sorry, Brent. Love you. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> Brent and I were both involved in youth ministry together, so that was very fun. Uh, and then I think when I was, when Emerson was about my son, was about 18 months old, that's when I started to think about discernment. But when I say I started to think about discernment, what I mean was, other people started to think about discernment mm. uh, for ministry, for ordained ministry. And I just thought that was hilarious. I was like, no way am I going to be a priest. Um, ha, God had the last laugh and here I am. Uh, so I obviously trained at St. John's Theological College. So after I was ordained a deacon, I went to be a curate at uh, Holy Trinity Cathedral. Oh, so what's a curate? Yeah, what is a curate? I feel like that is actually a harder question to answer um, than I have come to believe because I'm hearing different things. But basically, after you're ordained, in Auckland anyway, you go to a, a parish or, a, in my case, a cathedral. I mean, both and, right? Yeah. And you spend two years, one as a deacon and one as a priest. Now, that's another... Uh, foretaste to another podcast because we'll be talking about what on earth that means yeah. uh deacon and priest so you spend yeah a year a year as a deacon year as a priest sort of under another priest or a few priests yeah. well you kind of learn the craft yeah so it's a training way. role right training role yeah. yeah so yeah did that at the cathedral and then am now the uh the uh chaplain to young adults in the diocese of auckland which is a good time We've already introduced uh, our topic uh, for this podcast a little bit uh, in the terms of night prayer. Mm. Um, where does it come from? Where does it come from? I think I'm going to start us off by reading the introduction to night prayer, which is in the New Zealand prayer book, Hekarakia Mihinare o Aotearoa. So you can read it if you like, if you have one, if you're that hipster, that you have one on your shelf. Um, so... The offering of prayer late in the evening by laity, religious orders, or clergy, often called Compline, has sometimes been described as the good night prayer of the church. It rounds off the day and prepares us for a quiet night. As the psalmist wrote, I lie down in peace and take my rest, for it is in God alone that I dwell unafraid. Night prayer derives its content from the wisdom of the centuries in scripture, and above all in the psalms, but also from contemporary Christian experience of God. It celebrates the awareness that each of us who tries to pray is a part of the human whole. So we are taken over the threshold from daytime 
not in a mood of self-centered spirituality, but as representatives of humanity, acknowledging our creaturehood before God. Okay, so before we carry on uh, with this podcast, good, it was a good pause. We we definitely need to draw attention to the fact that Sarah just found yep, a typo in the new printing of the New Zealand prayer book. So, mm-hmm. uh, a special shout out to uh, Michael Hughes, uh, the general secretary of the Anglican Church. Page one six seven. It doesn't say quiet night as Sarah read. It says quite a quite a night. quite night. So So, there we go. So, yeah, who knows what a quite night is. So just to come back to that word, I already threw it out there because I um, use that word compline uh, instead of Mm. night prayer. So it's called night prayer. Sorry, I said compline. Is that wrong? Compline? Is it compline? Is it compline? I'm sure there'll be someone listening to this who will tell us exactly (laughs) how it's pronounced. They'll say Sarah was right or Richard was right. All right, well, that'll be fun. You're both wrong. (laughs) Uh, which is compliné. <laughs> compliné. No, we're not going to call it compliné. No. That's weird. Yeah. Um, so complied is uh, the word that I've always said anyway, and I, I accept I might be in the wrong here. Um, <laughs> I'll allow it. But uh, my understanding is that that really comes out of the monastic tradition mm. um, and that one of the sort of features of uh, life in monasteries uh, was this idea of praying all the time. So St. Paul wrote this idea of we should pray and pray without ceasing. Mm. But how do we pray without ceasing? Well, in monastic communities, they basically said, well, we're going to have lots and lots of prayer uh, and we're going to have heaps of services during the day. Mm. And Compline was uh, the last service that people in monastic communities would say at the end of the day. And quite often that would be really late at night. Like it might be at you know, 11 o'clock at night. Mm. They says, and now might, you know, and, and it has these nice prayers about going to sleep and having a restful time. And then you know what they would do? Get up at 3 a.m. and start all over again with, you know, prayer. So maybe not quite the restful night that we would hope for when we Mm, say night prayer. mm. Um, But anyway, I find that part of the tradition kind of interesting. So it has these long roots. Mm. um, uh, So quite a beautiful idea, this idea of, you know, praying all the time. Don't necessarily want to stop all the time, every hour. Certainly not at 3 a.m., just personally. I'm not sure that God is awake at 3 (laughs) a.m. to listen to my prayers. Don't use the phrase ungodly hour for no reason, (laughs) right? (laughs) No, no beef for anyone who likes to do 3 a.m. prayers. I admire your commitment. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, but it does does hark back to that idea of it being a rhythm of prayer, right? Hmm. I think we hear that term quite often, don't we? A rhythm of prayer. Yeah. And that really does come, I think, from that monastic actual rhythm of doing it time and time again during the day, during the night. And night prayer and our prayer book just tends to be absolutely beautiful, I think. Yeah, it's definitely, as I say, we've already said it in this podcast, but it, it is it is greatly loved for good reason because mm. the prayers are really nice and they, they fit that sort of nice end of the day. Um, so I'm, I love it because it's a service I've used a lot over over the course of my life. So I was first introduced to it uh, when I was still very young, going off to youth camps and so on. And I had, um, you know, there was a, a priest who was kind of influential on me who was very enthusiastic for it. And so I was introduced to it in those contexts. And then it's something that I've carried into ministry as well. So when I was at St. John's College, it was the prayer service I went to every day because um, it counted as daily prayer. I didn't have, I'm not a big morning prayer person. Did you ever go in your pajamas? Uh, no, but I frequently went in my slippers. That was about yeah. as, as low-key as I got. But, That's you fair. Know, um, 
most of my clothes would resemble pajamas anyway. I went um, once in my pajama pants. <laughs> Speaking of pajamas and night prayer, I have another story. Oh, go for it. I do. Uh, I don't know if any of you will remember or have known, but we during our first COVID lockdown, we did the daily offices live streamed online. Mm. And by we, I mean the Anglican Diocese. I think it just kicked that off, which was the Diocese of Auckland Young Anglicans for Social Justice as a way of connecting people and giving that rhythm of prayer while we were in lockdown, which I think became quite important for people. There was a huge community of people who got involved huge. with it. It was amazing how many people. there were 35 people leading that. Yeah. And, and we did were, it three times a day. Yeah, and hundreds of people tuning in every yeah. time we had it. It was Incredible. amazing. So one of the ones that got quite a lot of hits was, I think, my very first night prayer that I did. And you might think that's because, oh, I'm so good at leading liturgy. No, it was all about my pajamas. So <laughs> <laughs> so someone had suggested to me, hey, you should wear a clergy collar, right? You should wear your collar because it might be a helpful symbol at this time. People are feeling insecure, like, you know, a bit afraid. And I was like, okay, sure, I'll wear my collar. But it was, you know, nine o'clock at night or whenever it was. And I thought, yeah, I'll just whip on my clergy shirt over my pajamas. So I was sitting there live streaming night prayer. And I was a bit uncomfortable, I had a bit of cramp in my back, so I ended up moving. And as I moved, my knee came above the camera line, and a whole bunch of people obviously realised that I was wearing pyjama pants. Now, oh, these weren't the they, subtle they type that I wore They saw through your cunning disguise. Oh, these were, I don't know what was on these pyjama pants, but they were unmistakably pyjama pants. And so straight away, I thought, oh no, you've all seen my pyjama pants. And I kind of froze, and then just said... Oh, well, it's uh, these are odd times, so I guess you'll be seeing odd things or something like that. <laughs> it, was, oh, it was not my finest moment, but as a result, got that video got a lot of hits, I have yeah. to say. So there we go. Night prayer and pajamas. There we go. <laughs> Highly <tremendous>. recommended. <laughs> <laughs> so something we haven't really talked about yet is uh, that this is the Ordinary Saints podcast. Mm. And, well, what is Ordinary Saints? And I'm bringing that up because there is a connection with this idea of night prayer because night prayer has formed some of the initial rhythm of this new community that we're a part of. That's right. So we do join together once a month to do night prayer on a Wednesday night. Uh, there's some discussion around it. There's some food uh, and it's a good time. So night, uh, so Ordinary Saints rather uh, is a community that was developed March, February, March of 2021 this year. And so we, as a community, are anchored on four touchstones. Now, now's the test, right? I have to see if I can remember them. I know community, one's creativity, community, community, formation, action, and creativity. Oh, there Those we go. are our four touchstones. Well, excellent. I got yeah. one, so oh, what's up? You know, I went for, for B as my answer. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Actually, it would be D because creativity was D. is the last. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, so that's kind of who who we are, and this community is open uh, to. Anglicans in the Diocese of Auckland, young Anglicans, so 20s and 30s-ish, but also for anyone who wants to explore, uh, I guess, the Anglican tradition, the Anglican rhythm, uh, and also anyone who might just be wanting to check stuff out or, yeah, put their toes in the water. And uh, a really good place to start is night prayer. We all love night prayer. Yeah, is to come and join and uh, meet some people mm. and hang out and have a really nice end to the day because ultimately that's what night prayer is. It's a really 
beautiful way to bring, particularly when life is stressful, I mm, find mm. Comline is just a, a fantastic kind of way of finding our centre again. I agree. And I think um, night prayer is also, it tends to be a slower liturgy, doesn't it? Yeah, and it is, yeah, definitely. There's definitely a, a more gentle pace to it. And I, I think it's one of those services where people kind of really, right right from when people first started using the service was like, yeah, we can do something really creative here. Mm. We can have some candles. We can sit around <gasps> on cushions. Candles? I know. I mean, well, we, you know, not that candles don't happen another time, but, you know, to really mm. put some effort into making a really beautiful atmosphere. Yeah. And, and I know that's something that certainly ordinary saints have, have oh, yes. continued that tradition. We love of, our candles. Yeah, let's mm. really make it nice and cosy and, and intimate, which is a really nice thing. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so talking about, I guess, the slow slowing down and centering yourself, uh, night prayer actually pairs itself quite well with talking about contemplation and what it means to slow down in prayer. And there are many ways, of course, we can be contemplative, quote unquote, uh, but this next night prayer that we're actually doing uh, will be looking at contemplation and anxiety. Um, and I think that's a pretty relevant topic for all of us because obviously uh, we're in a bit of a mental health crisis at the moment, especially mm, for, for, sure. for younger people as well. Um, and so looking at, okay, how can slowing down and being contemplative actually potentially help us? Um, and so we'll be looking at that but and also ending with night prayer, which is a very slow and contemplative way of praying. Oh, nice. So we'll talk about it as a topic and then actually do it. Oh, yeah. Can't believe it. What a good, what a good strategy that is. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so anyone who's um, hearing this is, is welcome to come if you're sort of 20s and 30s ish uh, and you want to come check that out. You're more than welcome. So where do where are people going to find this information? Oh, good question. So we have a Facebook page and an Instagram, uh, facebook.com slash ordinary and our Instagram handle is exactly the same, ordinarysaints.ak. So you're very welcome to go on there and check it out. Cool. Well, I enjoyed talking about night prayer, and I hope some people might join us for our next uh, Ordinary Saints gathering to talk about contemplation, anxiety, and then to not be anxious and have some <laughs> contemplative night prayer. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Or at least to hold us in our anxiety and centre us in the midst of that. Yeah, so thank you so much for uh, joining us for this second podcast and we look forward to hanging out with you next time. Bye.